Hey guys, Gordy he- Fuck me. Hey guys, Gordy here. Fuck me, what the hell did I want to say? Hey guys, Gordy here. You may have noticed that since we've started recording remotely, there's been the occasional goof with some of the sound as far as the show and us talking and just pretty much figuring out how the hell all this shit works and how we're going to put it all together. Well, I just want to give you a quick heads up. This particular episode... There's quite a bit that I've donked up through the whole process. That doesn't take away from everything that's talked about throughout it. I've tried to fix as much as I could, but it's still a super cool conversation. I hope you have a ton of fun listening it. All right, are we still good? Yes, sir. Awesome, because that's usually where it breaks. (laughs) What's up, everybody? It's Tuesday. You're sitting with Gordy in the rumpus room. Spencer's still on vacation, but we got an awesome fucking guest. Taylor Patz is back on the show with us. Taylor, you out there? Hey, what's going on, man? Thanks for having me. I was super fucking excited. I, actually, when you when Spencer mentioned that you were wanting to come back on, I was like, okay, that's amazing. I would have figured that was like a one and done thing, but I'm never going to argue against it. <laughs> Hell yeah. So... Part of this show has always been something that I've tried to be a huge distraction for everybody because things have gotten like shittier and shittier and shittier, it seems, <laughs> throughout the world. But Taylor, I've got to commend you. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm just seeing the right things or whatever. I don't I don't know. But I see the shit that you're out there actually out in the world doing, trying to like help it help out the cause as far as like the blm movement and everything and whatnot i was curious if you want to go in on just any of that yeah absolutely man i mean quite frankly i you know the way i figure is the least i can be doing you know i mean the whole point man is to draw attention to the fact that black people and people of color are straight up treated differently in the United States, especially. People want to talk about it, or however, de- what de- degree of comfort they, you know, they can acknowledge even to themselves. You know, I mean, things, everything from the interest rates that they get on a mortgage loan from the bank, or how long the paperwork takes for a person of color or a minority versus a white person. Or the reasons why they get stopped by police versus the reasons white people get stopped by police. I mean, they deal with racial discrimination. I say they, black people and people of color, deal with this stuff every day. The whole head is ingrained everywhere. And I just kind of feel like it's a duty, you know, as, as someone who believes in civil rights, especially for white people to be speaking up right now because things have been going on for one way so long and quite frankly people of color have tried protesting so many different ways and no one's listening and so i feel like a lot of the racist white people that are out there need other non-racist white people to talk them out of it because they're not listening to anybody else so you know like i said man it's just the least i can be doing out there you know, protests and going to these, going to these marches, these Black Lives Matters, these George Floyd movements, the Breonna Taylor. I mean, like I'm saying, I think it's just it's the least we can do is to be vocal and active about it because 
You know, some people just aren't going to listen to people of color when it comes to speaking about civil rights. They're going to listen to white people, you know. So it's everybody's duty to speak out against all these injustices that you see, you know, not to turn a blind eye. So that's, yeah. that's, that's why my family and I have been out there active in this. Well, and that's where I've been to get political for everybody listening. We, we made like small statements with the show and I've been trying to figure out like I have, yeah, we're not the biggest audience out there, but like I, I have this means to do something. I've been wrestling with the fact of what is the most effective, not even so much what's the most effective way, but what can I do to help? And that's the thing that watching what you and your family have been doing, Taylor, because I'm, I am all for the action thing. I see this a lot of, I guess, counter argument over, oh, like, no, you're better. Like, you you don't make change by doing this. But the fact, like, the way I see it is the fact is people have been being treated like shit for pretty, we'll just say forever, for lack of a better term, because it might as well be, right? And of course people are pissed off. Like, do you blame anybody? Because you no one's been listening for so long. It's like, okay, well, now we have to make you listen. Yeah. Yeah. I and maybe that. maybe I'm wrong on that, but that's I'm all for like the fact is people are taking action and that's amazing. Yeah. And you know, of course everyone wants to see nothing but peaceful protests. Of course no one wants to see mom and pop stores getting looted or rioted or communities destroyed. No one wants to see, you know, the store that they go they can walk to from their house destroyed no one wants to see anything like that but you've got some people who have been fighting for so long and they're backed in some people are, are, feel like there's no other way for their voice to be heard and then you've also got counter protesters out there you know that are trying to incite violence in these peaceful protests just to make it look bad so it's it's difficult to navigate out there right now man well and i I I promise I am eventually going to turn this into a skateboarding show, but this is stuff that I've been <laughs> wanting to talk to you about because, like, I, I really, like, it's amazing seeing, because I don't ever, like, I don't feel like I'm doing enough. Like, how I mentioned, like, I have this show, and I don't know how to best use it to help, you know? <laughs> but well, one thing dude, I will... Just uh, just even acknowledging it is is already a step in the right direction, man. Well, one thing I will say... For everybody listening, I had, and unfortunately, it's still running because I already paid for it and everything. So there's not much I could do to like take it back. But I had a scheduled ad space and Kickstarter run for my book, specifically on the day that everything happened. Ah, man. Well, and I, I feel like shit, and I want everybody to know, yes, I'd appreciate any help, but the fact is there's there are people who need it more. In particular, like I know like the official BLM movement, they've got a whole list of all the different like bail funds. Cause the fact is is even people just standing around showing support are being arrested and just treated like shit, and we got Man, I don't know how political I want to get into this. <laughs> this this already got more than I was planning because it's like it's one of those things you get riled up. It's like, no, this is fucked. Well, dude, I mean, quite frankly, it does come down to the roots of skateboarding and what skateboarding deals with on a day to day basis. You know, we're out there trying to make art 
trying to trying to make something out of nothing, trying to stay out of troubles, you know. And uh, skateboarders, we get we deal with the same crap. I mean, sometimes you got skater, skaters that are out there intentionally breaking windows and doing shit and making skateboarders look bad. Other times, you and your buddies are just standing by a waxed curb, and you get harassed by the police, you get harassed by business owners, you get harassed by security guards. I mean, you can almost kind of start to see what discrimination and profiling looks like. Almost. If you're a skateboarder, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, well, it, God forbid you're a skateboarder of color. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, man. So, I mean, it, it does come down. And skaters have always stood their grounds, always stood up for, you know, the brotherhoods of, of everyone skating together. You know, you see someone getting picked on or something, they got a skateboard. You always kind of feel like they're on your side. I mean, this is the same thing. We're all it, we're all on the same side. We just we can't let these kind of things divide us. That's what that's what that's what the one percent wants to happen man they want us to stay quiet they want us to be divided so we got to keep on skating keep pushing the limits and keep fighting for what we know is right oh definitely and actually to keep this on skateboarding i don't know if you've seen there's been a i guess it's a part of the protested movement but to a much smaller effect i haven't done much research on it so everybody listen do your research before you decide anything because i don't I don't know that much about it other than I see these movements for basically like critical mass, but for skateboards for as the protest, as far as like blocking off streets and showing like, Hey, these like we're real people out here, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Right on, man. I saw, was it just a ghost skate day or something? I saw something like that. The whole, all the yeah, actually. Yeah. Pretty much the same idea. Just, I yeah, feel I bad because I don't know when go skate day. <laughs> I don't either, dude. I've always wanted to go. It looks so rad. I've got no clue. It's like all we need to do is know what day that is of the year. <laughs> Seriously, dude. If that doesn't accurately represent skateboarders, like we're so out of touch, we can't even be in touch in the world of skateboarding. <laughs> well, it actually like to kind of further this. So I don't know if you know Sean. He's been on the show a couple bits. He's one of the like next generation younger than me oh hell yeah well he's talking i saw in our little we got a little skateboard group with like austin and spencer and everybody and he's talking about organizing something like that oh wicked uh in michigan city or like laporte county do you know i imagine michigan city but i'm not I don't know what kind of scope he's looking for, but it's one of those things like all you, you just got to like kick the ball and it, you know, it snowballs. Yeah. Right. I mean, hell if we missed uh, go skateboarding day. I mean, there's plenty of, uh, plenty of reasons to get skaters to go and protest out in the street right now. Yeah. Well, I'm on board. <laughs> At the very least go skateboard, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't mean to start everything with uh, that kind of thing, <laughs> but it had to be said. Absolutely, it's a powerful opener. <laughs> but I gotta ask you, since last time you were talking, you were ta- you're making your own little park. How's that going? Oh, quite frankly, man, it's been slightly delayed. I've been clearing out a little bit of brush, trying to figure out exactly where it's uh, where it's going down. But what a little a little light at the end of the tunnel for me i'm t- dragging my ass on this but i don't know if you know mike uh mike childers he uh he's building a mini ramp and he lives down the street apparently so let's see what's up with that soon too and that name sounds so familiar but it's one of those things i probably know him if i'd seen him uh goofy mike 
Oh, okay. See, that says it right there. He still got the dreads? <laughs> uh, no, I think he's got short hair now. But uh, he sent me some pictures, and the shit's like almost totally done. A little legit, probably four foot mini. Man, that's that's sick. And like even just hearing that name, it's I can't tell you the last time I've seen that guy. Well, he moved. He was in Chicago and then California, I think. Was he living like the good skate life? Um, I, I, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I was gonna say either that. I don't know why else people go to California other than the, like really get into skateboarding or acting. I don't know what else is out there. <laughs> he was definitely skating while he was out there. Um, I'm not sure why he came back uh, to Laporte, but it's tough as shit to live out there. <laughs> oh, I bet. Dude, speaking of uh, speaking of ramps and skate parks, man, have you heard anything more about this uh, Flounder Two in Valparaiso? I keep hearing it's just like being put on hold forever. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what the I don't know what the town of Valpo, as far as like, don't get me wrong, I absolutely I have to if I'm gonna play favorites, I love Valpo, <laughs> and I even loved the Flounder skate park, and I hate that they like. I don't want to go there because I think they finally took everything down. Do you know about that? Uh, so I just bumped into some kids at the Michigan City Skate Park last weekend who are from Valpo. And they said, like, I think they said there might be one or two, like, totally busted-ass versions of one of those ramps left. And then there's those flat bars, those rails. But they said they, like, wobble and are falling apart. Uh, see, when I lived out there, I lived, like, a block from the park. And I just grew to love that park so much. Yeah, I mean, man, it, it was tight. It was falling apart, but it was a fun layout. Yeah, man. Big old ramps. But yeah, as far as that, like, what they're saying, like, three, three and a half million dollar park that they're wanting to build, like, right in the middle of town or something. I don't know. I saw, I saw, like, give your input thing, and the layout of the picture looked like a concrete park, but I don't know if that was, like, a stock photo or what. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, I see, I see the pictures. It's like, man, that's amazing. But then I'm thinking, how are you going to get the city of Valpo to okay spending that much money? I mean, I don't know. I mean, they got taxes, the school. You know, the <laughs> parks department. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know where they're getting all that money from. I know our park was paid mostly by, or excuse me, our park. Michigan City's park was paid mostly by money that uh, the blue chip had to pay into the city because, you know, they're a blight on our existence. Yeah. I mean, that's the least they could do. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, they're required to by law. <laughs> yeah. Like, literally, that's the least they could do. <laughs> yeah. No shit, man. But yeah, if they can get something... I wonder if it's going to be something like the Chesterton skate park. I don't know if you know the story behind that. I don't. So, if you've ever been there, it's a tiny little park, and it's actually super fun. But it started the same way as this Valpo skate park. So for everybody listening, it's this small town. And they had this big ambitions and they're going to get a skate park. They're going to get a skate park. We got all these plans. We're raising money. Blah, yada, yada, yada. The guy who was raising money disappears. Oh, yeah. It turns out he had all the money. And then somehow I guess some smaller donors came in and they did like this tiny little park. But the fact is like some guy basically robbed everybody of like a hundred so thousand dollars. Yeah. I don't know. So the kids that I bumped into, they seemed rather pessimistic about it. Yeah. It's like, I really want that to happen because that would be amazing, but 
I'm always skeptical on stuff like that. Yeah, like I said, I don't know. I was uh, just kind of curious as to what the, if that's, you know, I don't know. I don't know where that money's coming from. Looked like a potential of a concrete park, and I know you and I are on board with concrete park. Hey, I'm all for it. I don't know if you've ever been down to... This is like a really localized episode, so sorry for everybody who doesn't know anything about this. But have you ever been down to Kokomo? Uh, no, not that skate park. No, I don't think so. Well, it's literally... It's First of all, it's like the weird... It's weird because it's in the middle of Indiana. In a, I guess it's a bigger city, but it's not like what I would call a place where you'd see a lot of skateboards or BMXers, or at least I never did. But they have this park that's the biggest skate park I've ever been to as far as square footage. And the entire park is this series of bowls. And they got a full pipe in there. And, like, the smallest ramp is a six-foot ramp. Damn, that's awesome. Yeah, it's – don't get me wrong. Like, I did almost no tricks every time I went there. (laughs) But it was so fun because it's, like, half this park is easily 13-foot deep bowl. I don't know if I would have done a trick either, man. I would have just tried to go fast. Well, that's the best part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as I get older, I grow more and more fond of tricks where my feet don't actually separate from the. Oh yeah, I get that. I get that all the time with my skate with my board in particular because it's just so big and cumbersome. But that's purposeful. But like you'll see, I'll have. Every here and again, I'll have a little kid ask me what I'm doing with a cruiser or how can I, how can I do tricks with that? And my biggest response is, there's a reason why I don't flip it. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and what it's reason? not... Well, it's just, you know, that's too much work and... <laughs> like, that's where things go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean... So, like, do you normally ride, like, an old school, like, kind of wavy, pigtail kind of board? So I, it's kind of an old school one, but I've been riding bigger boards and longer boards. I guess you could technically call them a long board, but my current one is an 11 by 36, if that means anything. Oh, nice. I've really like, I've grown to appreciate just being able to turn a bunch and turn really fast. Not that the shape of the board affects that. It's just like, that's where I have the most fun. Yeah, I think probably most of my fun is being able to, like, try to catch as much air as possible. See, I I get those days where I want to, like, air and go super high and whatnot. And it's still a ton of fun. But I've got to get better about wearing a helmet is what this ultimately comes down to. Because, like, I've mentioned on the show in the past... I've taken enough hits to the head where I don't want to risk any more. Yeah, I've fallen a number of times where if I went ahead of helmet, it would back snow. Yeah, there's there's this hilarious photo I've got where it looks like I'm crying blood because <laughs> And it's actually um this this actually goes to you because you were the first person I'd ever seen hit this gap at Michigan City Skate Park, that five foot over the little hubba into the bank. Oh yeah. So after seeing you do that for years and years and years, like I eventually started doing that. Me and Austin started doing that. Yeah, you guys got good at it. Well, that this all stopped. I don't think I've hit it since this day. Well, one day I just went and just felt like went straight into the concrete. Like got this little tiny like fracture on my skull. I had to get stitches and all this crazy stuff. 
And it's like, yeah, you know, I'll leave that to Taylor and Austin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, I eyeballed it when I was there this weekend, and I almost gave it a go. I flew over it a couple times this uh, summer. I stuck in it, you know, kind of reason. That's a, that fucking gap is a gamble, man. That's a big-ass jump. Oh, yeah. Austin's got some pretty styling shit over that thing, though. Oh, yeah, he honestly, I think he's actually doing like tricks over it. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. I've seen him do at least a dozen things over that. Which is, uh, that's the thing with Austin, though. It's like he'll, he'll get it, and then it's like, okay, that's amazing. And then you'll turn around and look back. He's doing, he's like adding on to it, getting crazier and crazier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it, man. It's quite commendable. And doing it without shoes on. <laughs> do you ever uh do you ever go riding without shoes i like my feet <laughs> <laughs> but no it's it's one of those things you always have to try right hell yeah dude i think there was a whole summer where i went long boarding and just regular boarding without shoes like all summer long and it was quite liberating you know if it wasn't for the grip tape and just like eating your feet up it would be the better way to go Man, if you got old worn out grip tape or like a, you know a longboard where it's got like that clear shit, that's not that bad. It uh, it kind of toughens your feet up. Pedaling, pedaling is what gets you. Yeah. Well, and actually, with longboarding, what kind of board did you ride around? Like, what kind uh, of ride? I didn't have a longboard for very long, and honestly, I don't know a whole lot about them. It was some generic like I got it at like a fucking Zoomies equivalent. I forgot what store it was. Oh, um, still fun. Yeah, it was super fun. I mean, it's like, you know, just regular torpedo shape kind of thing. It's probably about four foot high, maybe maybe three and a half foot, and it had like 68s on it. But um, I kind of bailed on the long boards and just two 64s on my board, and I'll just bomb hills with that instead. Well, I think maybe that's just the natural progression of it, because my story with it's pretty similar, too. Like, I was looking, you know, kind of bored with the regular double kick stuff. Started just pushing around, having fun with that. It's like, okay, yeah, you know what? These bigger boards are just so much easier to push around town. And you do that, you get super into all this stuff. And then next thing I know, it's just molding into this weird in-between where now I got big wheels on a slightly longer board. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, I still want to be able to ollie sometimes. And Yeah, I hear you, man. It's just kind of like, you know... And in between, you gotta you gotta find your comfort spot so you don't wind up with a trunk of three or four different fucking skateboards. Oh yeah, I had a, I had a quiver, as they say on the internet, for a while, and it got to the point where it's like, man, I don't touch like three quarters of these things. I gotta like, it almost gets to be the to the point where it's like, man, it makes you feel bad because somebody else could be having fun with these things. All put together was like maybe three or four boards, and I think I had like I had my longboard and my popsicle, and then an old school, and then a regular popsicle for like someone else to ride with. And now I just got a trunk full of my kids' gear and my one skateboard. <laughs> well, at least you always got someone to skate with, right? Hell yeah, dude! I'm I'm usually like ready to leave before they are. Well, who knows if they stick with it? You got yourself a retirement plan, right? You know, it's kind of one of those things, no matter how much about the skate park or about scootering or biking or skateboarding I've managed to pick up over the past 30 years. It's still, you know, I give him a tip. Yeah, okay, Dad, I know, whatever. 
<laughs> like, look, you're you're an old man. You don't know this is for us. <laughs> exactly. As if I haven't fucking been on these ramps like longer than you've been alive. But yeah, you're right. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun though, man. He's got to let them find out on their own ways. Well, it's one of those things where, like, I don't don't know anything about that, so I don't even know if it's worth me getting into. But it's like, I'm just thinking, like, that's got to be crazy to, like, watch that. It would be almost like a, I guess, a personal skate coach in that method. Yeah, kind of. I mean, you know, I try to, like, sometimes my son, he'll be in the middle of learning. Like, Logan likes to scooter a lot, so, you know, I support it. Um, And he was in the middle of learning how to tail whip out of the mini ramp onto the deck and sometimes like even if someone offers him like a valid pointer you know he just gets so frustrated and wants to alert it himself and i'm just like god jesus christ i can remember feeling that exact same way i shouldn't even be talking to him right now <laughs> <laughs> it's like that thing he's in it don't just leave him alone he's gonna yeah. figure it out yep like, I can remember struggling with, like, kickflips and some fucking asshole who was really good just skates by is like, you got to point your toe this way. And it's like, shut up. I'll, I'll get it. I you know, know what I'm doing. <laughs> I watched the, like, Tony Hawk video on how to do this. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. At least, you know, that was how I think I was when I was uh, younger. You know, as you get older and you start riding with more dudes, you know, I learned to shut up real quick and start listening to those dudes who can offer a pointer or two, you know. Uh, so I... I definitely know, because that's how, I guess, to turn this again into, like, you being, like, an inspiration, you and, like, Nick Dingman and all those guys. For me, it was more like, like, man, I don't know if I can go skateboard by them. I don't want to, I don't want them to see how bad I am, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, dude, I mean, and that's always been my favorite thing about skateboarding. Um, you know, with other people who skate differently than you or see other tricks or, you know, they've got a couple tricks unlocked that you don't, man. It like you totally expose yourself to that and then you just kinda like grow together and everyone learns tricks faster when they have a, like a group of people to skate and push themselves with, you know? Yeah, well and kinda everybody learning different tricks too is something that I've learned over the years, especially now with this I don't know what you call it, but it's like a resurgence of I I guess smaller skateboarding, but it's more technical stuff. You talking about that stuff where they'll like go off of a kicker and do like a 720 flip kind of thing? I'm thinking of more like the flip in, flip out manuals and like small ledge things. Oh, right, right, right. Because like when I came into skateboarding, that was, I mean, yeah, that was a thing and guys were doing that, but that certainly wasn't what was cool. What was cool is just like, you know, you're, quick huge 50 50 or just like no the board flipped once at most like there wasn't anything else yeah and so for me and i gotta make i just made fun of him on the episode that's gonna air tomorrow in real time about my brother and watching him and like just those couple of years and like i guess the skate influencers skate influences and whatnot it's like watching the way he skates is just so foreign and hard to look at sometimes. But it's like, man, I I couldn't even imagine where you start with some of those kind of things. Yeah, everyone's got their own baking group. But I mean, that's like, I guess to kind of like bring everything we talked about 
all together and tie the like through line. That's kind of the beauty of it is, you know, we're all different, but we're all just dicking around on toys. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well said. Man, I would. I wish I had somewhere else to go with that one. We might wrap this up with that line, unless you got anything else. Oh no, dude! It's been my pleasure. Thanks for having me again, man. This is awesome what you're doing. Oh yeah, I'm, like I said, I'm trying. I'm terrified of the one week that I miss it. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's before, what it's all about. Oh yeah! Before we let everybody go. Millions of Dead Angels, Undercity Records, where's the best places to find or anything else that you want to show up, shove out there? Yeah, I appreciate the plug, man. Thanks for having me. Well, that's the goal, right, is to plug everything? <laughs> <laughs> plug everything. Fucking A, man. And with that, it's been Wooden Your Ear. You guys know where you can find us. Give them hell. Thank you, Gordy. It's been fun, dude.